Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. And welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. On today's episode, I will be speaking with NBA editorial director for Fansided, Josh Paredes. In this episode, Josh and I will discuss the Spurs heading into the All-Star break, recent roster moves, and Malachi Branham's play in February. Let's go ahead and jump right into this episode with Josh. Josh, how have you been? Pretty good, Paul. How are you? I'm doing well. You know, this, <laughs> let's just go ahead and talk about the Spurs where they're at. I mean, they haven't won a game since I last recorded. I mean, yeah, it's been a tough, tough time if you're a San Antonio Spurs fan. But lottery odds, we're going to talk about how they've kind of improved. All right, so Josh, let's talk about the since I last recorded with Joe Garcia about a week ago. Uh, we aren't. You and I are recording on a Thursday evening, so the Spurs are officially on their All-Star break. Uh, so this team went 0-4 in their last four games since the last recording. So let's go back to last Friday. The Spurs are on the road at Detroit. This is probably their best chance to get a win to end this losing streak, and they couldn't pull it out. So they end up losing by seven in double overtime against the Pistons. This one, I would say San Antonio really let, let get away with them because they, they, they actually led by 16 very early. The fact that they got a 16-point lead, which doesn't happen often this season, actually only 11 times to be exact, uh, the fact that they ha- they had that 16 point lead and they couldn't hold on to it and then and, you know Detroit made uh, kept it close throughout is just again that was their best chance uh, best player of the game for San Antonio on that night was Zach Collins then the, the following night on the second night of a back to back the Spurs traveled to Atlanta where they play former Spur Dejounte Murray uh, they lose by 19 here it was close in the beginning then um, you know three minutes left in the third quarter Atlanta just blows the game open uh, best player for the Spurs is Kelton Johnson on this night then on Monday the Spurs are at Cleveland uh, they lose by eight here. The Cavs controlled comfortably throughout by double digits most of the night, but the Spurs got within four with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. And then the Cleveland, you know, found the answers. And so they ended up winning by eight. Uh, Keldon Johnson was, again, the Spurs' best player. And then on Wednesday, the most recent loss came at the hands of the Charlotte Hornets, who are also right there in the lottery um, odds with, with San Antonio. Uh, the Spurs lose by 10 in Charlotte. Uh, again, another close game. They actually had they actually led by double digits. Uh, then Charlotte took over in the final three minutes. Uh, best player for San Antonio this night was Malachi Branham, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. So, Josh, the Spurs should have gone 0 4 according to Vegas. They went 0 4. Uh, what are your thoughts on these last four games? Well, I mean, I guess the good thing about the All Star break is they can't lose for the next week or so. <laughs> that's that's one. Um, <clears throat> as for the games, you know, it is what it is. I feel like there's just there's a common theme. There's one point in every game where they just unravel. They start turning it over a lot. They can't hit a shot. They can't defend the paint. And that's just what you're going to see from this team, especially after the Pirtle trade and, you know, two starters not there, three starters not there half the time. Um, so yeah. the only thing that really bothered me about, you know, as somebody that just wants to keep seeing the growth and the maturity and, and stuff is the Detroit game. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, I, I've noticed this um, has been a trend late in games where they just do not, for, for whatever reason, their inbounding uh, d- betrays them in very clutch situations. Yeah. We've seen it uh, probably a lot more this season than any other that I remember. I <clears throat> I still remember the the Pacers early on where Trey Jones just was like thrown into the fire and they were, they were pressuring him and yeah. the Spurs almost blew that one. I believe they still came out, but this one, you know, they were, I believe they were, it was almost like a 
you know 2013 final situation like they they were up by like five or something with very not a lot of time left 18 seconds or something and then that turnover so that kind of stuff um you know i don't like it's not i don't like to see that because it it's just it keeps happening and it, it just seems like something that should be on the coaching like they need to work on that as far as you know the losses i would expect and then charlotte you know th- there was some defense defensive issues there i did like that popovich kind of called them out after i feel yeah. like mm-hmm. sometimes we get the sense as fans that he's just like having fun this season and he doesn't really care but it's yeah. good to see him like angry with the team and like hold them accountable like you i know you're young but we can't just keep saying that like you gotta show yeah. some integrity out there so Owen four is fine um hopefully when they get Devin back they can continue to be repetitive i mean uh competitive and uh not repetitive <laughs> with their turnovers because that's what's been happening a lot and yeah. um they really need this break Devin vassell hopefully can you know the biggest concern i think for me is just let's make sure his knee is perfectly fine uh, yeah. I don't want another Kawhi situation. And, uh, you know, they need this break to just kind of gather their bearings, let Sohan have fun, and uh, go from there. Yeah, so I want to make two comments on what you said there. Number one is, like, you're right about just the lineups they're putting out each night. Because I was just going through their February games to talk about Malachi. And as I was doing that, I was noticing, like, Trey Jones has only been available for, like, two games in February. Even Jeremy Sohan's only played in four games in February. And then, of course, they made all the trades. So half those players are now gone. Like, Jacoperto's gone and Josh Richardson are gone. And they were playing a lot of minutes. And so I think you're right. And then they're adding new players. Like, Devontae Graham's now an addition. Charles Vasty's now getting a lot of minutes. So I think you're right about that. The fact that, like, just, like, there's, like, not a lot of players available. And so there's just a lot on, on Kelton Johnson's shoulders and um and uh, and uh zach collins and malachi branham and uh so that's one comment the second comment is i think that you're, you're right about these they don't get into close games a lot but when they do it definitely shows they just cannot do anything in the half they're so predictable it's just it's just a, a moment that kelton's not quite ready for and i think that's yeah. where they really miss devin vassell the fact that he's kind of their he's kind of their closer their go-to guy and he was kind of showing some signs there before he got hurt and so i think that's when it really exacerbates and like you said um just the uh, the turnovers mount there especially in those closing minutes i mean they go from like what i say like four point game and then all of a sudden they lose they're like down by 10 within like two minutes or a minute it's, it's wild how it's it's crazy how quick it happens but yeah vassell i, I still remember i believe the the Chicago game where, where Devin just hit those back-to-back jumpers to ice the game and that, that he has that in him. We know it's just, he hasn't been out there cause he hasn't been healthy. So that, that should hopefully help with the rare clutch situations going forward. It's just about how healthy he is and how, how many minutes they're going to play him to. And so like, and, and also what you said about pop uh, calling them out finally, like, I think, yeah, he needs to like, and I know that the 30th and defense, you know, they're a young team, yada, yada, but like, man, like, cause I, I track a lot of my stats manually from my databases and sometimes I can't keep up. Like I'll get them, I'll get like a text or a phone call during the game. And all of a sudden it's like a track meet. These like, they're just so-and-so score, <laughs> yeah. so-and-so score. It's like the teams are just scoring nonstop. It's hard to like get a break. And like, it's just like, wow. Like, okay, there goes an alley by that guy and a layup by that guy and a dunk. And so I think, yeah, it was a good sign to see um pop, you know, ca- call them out, you know, again, they're a young team. Yes, we, we know that, but like, you know, there, there's, there's moments like that's that 16 point lead against Charlotte. I mean, not against Charlotte, um, against uh detroit they should not have lost that even that game against charlotte i mean those were kind of two two teams on the same level as far as talent right now so yeah so i I think that was a good sign to see pop call them out all right so josh let's talk about where the spurs are heading into the all-star break so they've now played 59 games going into the all-star break season's almost over uh 20th on offense still hasn't moved 30th on defense hasn't moved 30th the net rating 
14 and 45 overall, 14th out West. I mean, man, give Houston some credit here. Seriously. The fact that the Spurs are on a 14 game losing streak. They, they that's a franchise record, the worst losing streak in franchise history. And they still can't uh, get, get, have a worse record than the Rockets. Man, the Rockets are just terrible to just, you know, to not even let San Antonio after a 14 game losing streak, pass them up. Wow. Um, they're 0 and 6 on the road trip and the rodeo road trip. I think they have three games left when they come back on that road trip. Uh, something that did happen since I last recorded is their lottery odds improved. They went from the third worst record to now the second worst record um, just behind the Rockets. Uh, so that's an improvement. So what that means is still 40% um, chance at the number one overall pick. But if they were to stay their second worst record, that means that they could finish no worse than six. So again, last week it was seventh. Now it's six. Of course, if they were to get the second pick, they would be expected to take Scoot Henderson. Um Draft simulations, even having the second worst record is not easy. I mean, last week when they were the third worst, I had clicked 10 times to get them with the number one pick for Victor Wembanyama. This week, I had to click 11 times, even though they're second in the lottery odds, and it's still you know, to get Victor Wembanyama. So again, even if they have this horrible season, there's no guarantees they're going to get Victor Wembanyama by the end of this. So Josh, what are your thoughts on this team overall going into the All-Star break? Yeah, just one note on the on the Rockets aspect of it. You know, we we just wrote about uh, recently on Air Alamo mm-hmm. that we had somebody write about like which teams are tanking the right way and which ones are still kind of and and the Rockets. You know, you see all of the issues they're having. People just not caring. Everybody going one on one, and I feel like that's at least something Spurs fans can hold their heads a little bit higher on is like yeah. there's a lot of bright spots we're going to talk about Brandon in a mm-hmm. little bit um so i mean the record is what it is i don't think it would be this bad with devin obviously but yeah. it's it's good that it is you know in the in the long run the spurs were never going to be uh chasing any kind of playoff hopes this season so yeah i, I don't like seeing 30th and defense obviously it's, it's very strange to see a Popovich coach team down there all the way down, but it's a new era and the Spurs really aren't there yet. They're, they, every, everybody's, everything's about offense now and nowadays and and Popovich talks about it. So uh, yeah, just keep doing what they're doing. I feel like the, the, the win here and there will help keep the, the team, uh, you know, not completely discouraged, but I think they're kind of used to it. When you lose 14 in a row, you kind of, Except yeah. that, you know, you just you're trying your best and you don't have the personnel. Um, so just hope that they keep seeing these bright spots um, here and there, because that's what the season is about. It's just a waiting game until the season's over and we can really start talking about what they can do to use, utilize all these picks and, and all this stuff going forward. Yeah, 100% agree, especially also what you said there about like the difference between them and the Rockets is like we're seeing that steady progression from Jeremy Sohan develop month after month. We're seeing that pre- that, that that progression from Malachi Brandon, who we're about to talk about. So we have seen those those adjustments. Even Kelton, you know, he's getting a lot of responsibility. He's starting to grow into that. He's actually been pretty efficient uh, with his attempts here. All right, so now let's go to talk, uh, go to our second topic here, Josh, and this is um, Malachi Branham's um, February. So Again, the Spurs have played eight February games right now, and he's doing he's doing a great job. I mean, just the fact that the team I know is is terrible. You know, they're zero and eight in this in this month, zero fourteen overall in these uh, on this losing streak. But Brandon's been efficient, and considering that he's getting increased responsibility, um, you know, his his shot volume has gone up in a lot a lot of different areas. So let's go ahead and break down his game here, how it's going in February. So in eight games in February, he's averaging about thirty three minutes a night. 18.1 points per game, which is about double what he normally averages, nine points per game on 14 shot attempts. So he's taking six more shots per game. He's taking about uh, almost two, three, two more threes per game, 5.8 per game. He, he usually takes 3.7. Uh, getting to the free throw line, just barely 
a little bit more, but it's just shooting. I mean, he, the fact that he has more responsibility, he's a, he's definitely a focal point now for the defenses with it, with a lot of players out, and he's shooting really well, 52% overall from the floor, 41% from three, 71% from the free throw line. Uh, rebounds have increased, 3.9 rebounds compared to 2.1 normally. 2.9 assists, so he's, he's moving the ball. And then his turnovers really haven't increased at all. It's it's uh, it's at 1.3 right now compared to 1, so just 0.3 more turnovers, considering he has the ball in his hands a lot. He's getting a lot more um, responsibility. Uh, I have this model that I created where every after every night of a Spurs game, um, it kind of has like just box score numbers, and it, it kind of rates who the best player is for the Spurs. And so Branham in these eight February games, he's been the best player on the floor for San Antonio in three of those eight games, and then he's been the third best player and also in three of those eight games. So really total, he's been a top three player for San Antonio in six of the last eight games of February. And then we also see this in the drives data where he's driving to the, the basket 4.1 times per game for the season. And right now that's increased to 8.5 times per game. The area where I really see improvement from him when I look at his shooting chart is uh, is his, his he's actually, it shows that he's been, being more aggressive to try to get to the rim he normally takes about 17 percent of his shots in the restricted area which is that area where like dunks and layups come from and right now that's that's increased to 23 percent and of course with him shooting just lights out from three right now it's going to make his efficiency even better from on all of his jump shots and so i just I, i've just been really impressed the fact that you know again he's getting more responsibility defenses are honing in on him and he's actually staying efficient i mean the biggest example in my opinion was just the most recent game against uh, uh charlotte the team shot uh, they, they shot below 40 percent 38 percent for the entire team Brandon goes 10 of 14 from the floor. I mean, that's just, again, it, it's pretty remarkable. He's only a rookie and he's, he's, he's putting up some of these numbers. What have been your thoughts on him in this uh, February stretch? Yeah. That, I mean, that's an awful lot of data, awful, awful lot of good data um, to look at. Uh, I really like, you know, the three level scoring that he's demonstrating, you know, at first he was a little timid. There was a lot of mid range jumpers, the occasional uh, threes. And now he's just aggressive on, in all areas. And, I think it, it, you know, obviously a lot of, a lot of it is more opportunity with so many people out. And it kind of reminds me a little bit yes. of Lonnie Walker last year, there was a stretch where he, he, he scored about 20 points per game over three or four times in a row. And, and it was all opportunity. And then once everybody came back, he yeah. kind of just disappeared. So I'm, I'm hoping that's not something that happened to Malachi. Obviously after the Ulster break, we'll see what his, what happens with his minutes with Vassell and, and others might be coming back, but, this is a great sign to see. Um, this is he's kind of demonstrating what the modern NBA is with mm -hmm. just scoring from everywhere and not really caring that much about defense. If you have a lot of scores, you can have a successful season. It's maybe deep in the playoffs where we'll start to see the defense still matters in the end. That's why I feel like the Celtics are probably favorite in my mind. But mm -hmm. Branham is just. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of good signs offensively that he's getting to his spots. He's uh, driving. I really like that part too. There wasn't a lot of that early on, mm -hmm. and if he's able to do that while he's like, you know, I think he was knocking down forty percent of his threes in the last eight. You said, then that's mm -hmm. you can't really predict what he's going to do. And he's he scores in bunches too. It seems like he'll, he'll all of a sudden he'll have seven to start the game, and then people have to start respecting him, and that opens up the court for others. So not any complaints about what I'm seeing. I'm hoping just that he can keep it going. And that's, you know, that's two rookies now that are really having big growths already. Uh, you know, Wesley will be a little bit more of a project probably, but yeah, it's, it's really good to see that this is what we needed to see this season when we all know it's not going to be about the results.
Exactly. You summed that up perfectly. Again, we're seeing that, that from, from Malachi and, and um, Sohan. And just like, again, looking at his shooting numbers here, he's getting almost like some of the same shots where like, even like his mid range has just been an efficient shot all year. I mean, he's, he usually scores about um, 0.94 points per um, mid range shot. And right now it's at 0.95. So again, he's kind of a very steady player. Like you said, three level scoring uh, teams are still getting him wide open threes. And now, now that he's making his threes, he's making them pay. So again, I just think that like, 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 you know, again, there are bad, team yes right now we see that you know they're, they're on this losing streak but the fact that he's staying efficient and like playing really well on, on a night almost like a night tonight basis i know he'll have a, a quiet game here and there or or, or um, a struggling game here and there but again i just, just think it's been impressive for malachi in these uh eight games and, and you did mention something very um interesting again what happens when their lead ball handler trey jones comes back to the team what happens when one of the leading shot takers uh, devin Vassell, comes back to the team i do want to see where uh how he performs when he when there's more you know there's not as much possessions for him and, and responsibility in his hands and i want to see what, what, what he does there all right, so Josh, let's go into our final topic here. And this is some roster moves that the team has made here in the last few days. Uh, so let's go back to Tuesday. The Spurs, um, they, they actually, so after, so the first they waived uh, Stanley Johnson earlier this week to let him go and sign, out, sign with a playoff contender. He hasn't signed just yet. Uh, and then they actually, they, they converted Charles Bassey's two-way contract. They made it a full NBA deal. Uh, so Bassey signed a four-year deal for $10.2 million with $5.2 million guaranteed. According to Michael Scotto of Hoops Hype, uh, this is this deal is going to be the first two years of the deal are guaranteed and the last two years are non-guaranteed. Uh, the contract numbers are not out just yet as of Thursday evening, but Spotrack has some estimates, and so they're saying that he's going to earn about 2.7 million this season and next season 2.6 million. So what does that do for their cap sheet? The Spurs they still have 22.2 million in cap space this season alone, and the next year they still project to have about 45 million dollars in cap space uh, with uh, Basti now on this new contract. The Spurs also, since Bassey was taken off the two-way contract, they had an open spot there. And so what they did was on Tuesday, Philly waived um, Julian Cham- Champagne. Champagne. I don't know. Uh, Bruno Passos tweeted the, the actual pronunciation. <laughs> I just saw. He said it's it's Champagne. There we go. Julian Champagne. Okay, that's what it said, the pronunciation guide. Anyway, so so Philly waves him on Tuesday. And today on Thursday, you and I are recording earlier today, the Spurs claimed him off waivers. And so now he's with San Antonio on a two-way contract. And so uh, the roster is full with both NBA on the NBA side with 15 players. And then now the two-way side with two players on two-way contracts. Uh, as far as Champagne, um, Champagne, there's not a lot out there because, you know, he's a 6'6 forward. And he really didn't play in the NBA this season. He's only played in two games with Philly. He's been basically spending all of his time with the um with the delaware team uh and now of course he'll be spending more time with austin according to tom orsborne of the san antonio express news what are your thoughts josh on the bassy signing and the champagne um champagne uh picking up pick, picking him up on off waivers yeah i mean i can start with champagne because there's not mm-hmm. a lot i don't yeah. i don't know how much opportunity he's gonna get probably mm-hmm. gonna be an austin guy we'll see what he can do i don't really know much about him other than he could be another guy that the Spurs rehab from Philly um, mm-hmm. they, they can regret, uh, you know, with, with Bassey also, I believe he is. So with the bad, getting into Bassey, I, I feel like this could be one of those deals where it's like, it looks like a real bargain going forward. Let's say he, oh yeah, especially with the, the two years non-guaranteed, like they have a way out, you know, mm-hmm. he, this is good for both sides. I think he can prove himself and really start to <clears throat> see what he can do with, you know, especially with Pearl gone, we can we're going to start seeing him more, seeing Dominic Barlow a little bit more too. Um, so, I, I like that signing. I, I I see a lot of potential in Bassi. He he does have a lot to learn about the fundamentals and everything. There's just kind of I, was it him that had that like there was somebody that had a, a like a crazy goaltend that might have been Jang actually, but there's mm-hmm. they all blend together at this point. There's so many just random bigs that, but but Bassi he just he has a lot of uh, 
he has the body of an NBA player that can be effective. He just needs to kind of be coached and and learn how how the Spurs work. But I I, I like this. I think it's a it's a good investment. There's not a lot of risk there, so um, I'm I'm curious to see how he'll do going forward. He's one of those players where, uh, man, it's it's like uh, he's just so active on the floor whenever he's out there. Like yeah. I, I'll see him maybe grab like two or three rebounds, and by the time I look at the box score, he's eleven. By the end of that, I'm like, man, like he got eleven rebounds or he had three blocks. Like he's just he's just really just active all over the place. And you see it too whenever I run their thir- their per thirty six numbers. He's one of the standout players as far as the bigs, just in a, a lot of different metrics. So I think he's a really good active uh, player out there. And then also like you said, just the fact that I mean, this team can't even spend their cash. Is this season alone? So the 2.7 million on the on the books is not bad. And the next year, 2.6 million when they're gonna have about 45 million to spend again. And, and again, there's not a lot okay. of free agents out there, marquee free agents. The Spurs are probably gonna still be in rebuilding mode. So again, it's not a bad contract to have. If um, two years from now, you know, if he's, if he's not working out, you can just they can just waive him on those non guarantee deals. Um, yeah, so those are the, the, the latest ro- roster moves uh, for San Antonio. So thank you to Josh for joining me on this episode of the Spurs Cast. I also want to say thank you to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at Project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.